Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devanian. Our guest today is former Jeopardy champion Stefan Goodrow. We will be talking to him about trivia and knowledge and power on this episode of Pointed Questions. Do you have a natural ability to retain information or do you actively seek out information and make an, an effort to retain it? Well, um, I would say I have a natural ability to retain information, but that also kind of predisposes me to seek out information and collect as much as possible. Okay, so because you had a, a natural tendency to do that, that encouraged you to seek it out. Yeah, information attracts information, I suppose. It's so, and I guess part of that question is, so you would consider yourself to be a genuinely curious person or you do like to investigate things and learn things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that? Um, I don't know if there was any realization. It was just kind of a part of who I was from from birth or so. So as even as a child, you were always seeking information and you were uh you always enjoyed the idea of knowing about things yeah absolutely um i i just was kind of an explorer as a child um and whether it was in a book or running away from my parents to climb a tree or a fence or something it was always there was some sort of curiosity that was attracting me and um i just kind of went with that and my parents kind of wanted to encourage my quest for knowledge so they would um so they would like get me get me gifts and stuff related to my latest um my latest craze what kind of gifts well um when i was a when i was a kid i got really interested a dictionary? in dictionary like, um i mean we had well encyclopedias we, we had encyclopedias so i mean that there was no need to get that as a gift but um but when i was when I was young, like three, four years old, I got really interested in like who appeared on paper currency and that led into a fascination with the presidents. And then I discovered the uh, the US president's entry in the encyclopedia, like the summer before I started kindergarten. Next thing I knew, I knew the names of all the presidents. Uh-huh. As a five-year-old? Yes, yes. Wow. And, and, that, and I take it you can still um, name every president? I can. In order? I can. I haven't. I haven't done it since we added the latest one onto the list. But yes, I can name them all. <laughs> uh huh. It wouldn't be probably much harder to name the most recent one, right? No, it okay. wouldn't. I, so, um, I can name all forty-five in under forty-five seconds. Really, forty-five seconds? Absolutely. So one per second. Should I time? You? Yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, we don't. I think I no, can no, do it. I mean, I believe you. I mean, I believe it. I mean, I believe it. Can you name every country? I can't. Oh, you can't. No, I mean oh, wow. I've I've heard of every country, so right. I mean I have them somewhere in my head, but I couldn't like systematically list them all out. Right. Okay. Could you name every state? Yes. Mm-hmm. Could you name every European country? Um. Again, there's some tough ones in the Balkans, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, I. It's again like the the wor- countries of the world. I I've heard of all of them. I could name them eventually, but I can't. I don't have them systematically memorized, so I couldn't just name them right now for you. Could if you looked at a map, could you point to each one? Um it would take me a while. I'd have to really think about it sure. pretty hard. Do and you know capitals pretty well? I've memorized the world capitals. You know every capital? I mean, I couldn't name them all for you, but you name a country, I name the capital and vice versa. Oh, yeah. we can name any country and you can name the capital. Yes. Really? Yeah. So Burundi. A Burundi is Bujumbura. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> Hit him again, Brent. <laughs> All right. Um, Tanzania. Tanzania is uh, Dodoma. It used to be Dar es Salaam, but it changed to Dodoma. Wow. Very good. When? Okay. Um, how about um, uh, how about uh, Macedonia? Skopje. Okay. Very good. Dang. Very good. <laughs> wow. How about uh, Oman? Um, Muscat. Very good. Hey, but not Did bad you... of me naming all these random yeah. countries. Come on now. Yeah, you're, all right. you're four better than me at this point. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So, uh, did you do you watch? Did you watch Jeopardy as a child? Yes. And yeah. when you watched Jeopardy, were you able? Were you playing along at home and thinking I could do this? Um, I don't know that I was thinking I could do this, but I certainly like to play along. I remember stunning my dad one time when I was like eight years old because. Um, I was able to name the poet Gwendolyn Brooks to to one of the the clues on the show, and you were eight years old. Yeah, and I you mean, named the poet yeah. Gwendolyn Brooks. Yeah, and it was a correct answer, of course. And yeah. um, he was he was kind of surprised at me, and I I was like, it's in one of the books at school, and I and she has the same birthday as me. So, okay, so your parents recognized even as a child that you had a special talent for trivia and knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh, uh, and then and you recognize that in yourself, even as a child. I suppose so. Yeah. Did I, other students, did teachers, realize this about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you get good grades in school? Sometimes. I mean, early on, when when I when they were teaching stuff that I already knew, I just kind of went along with it and did did what I had to do. And then that sort of uh, engendered uh, something of a, a laziness in me. I have to admit, like I didn't. I had never had to work to be good at stuff. And then when time came to start actually working, I wasn't so good at working. <laughs> so when it came to memorization, memorization is easier for you, I take it. To some degree, yeah. So when it came to test taking in school, was that pretty easy for you? Because, I mean, how, would you have to do, do a lot of um, studying um, when it er, came to memorization, early on I didn't, but then I stopped putting in effort when it came to like reading history textbooks and stuff. And I just I I wasn't. Why did you not put effort? Because you seem to be interested in stuff anyway, right? Well, it's sort of like having it given to me and as something that I needed to know was not was not appealing to me. And it was more like I I liked to collect information on my own terms. So I kind right. of I kind of lazed off when, when it came to textbooks. Do you notice a certain area of information that you tend to be drawn towards? Um, you know, or there's, you know what I mean? Is it like movies, pop culture, science, or and so forth? Is there a certain, are there categories that are your strong suits? Um, very specific categories like comic strips for example comic strips like i was i i loved reading the comic strips in the newspaper and then i could i'd memorize the cartoonists and the the titles and the characters and stuff so would you say to this day that's still your specialty um to some degree to mm -hmm. some degree do you have favorites uh calvin and hobbes is an eternal favorite okay yeah mm -hmm. what about like dunesbury Dunesbury, I never got into. It was well. That's was, why I asked. It was because it seemed like the driest in a way for younger readers. I feel yeah. like. I mean, at least as a younger reader myself of comic strips, that was the one that I probably would skip over generally because yeah. it was a lot of text and it was you know it just yeah. had a more of an adult feel to it. I think it right? was a little dense for yeah. for younger me. Dense, yes. and and I I never yeah I never gave myself the opportunity to really get into it. Do you read books a lot? 
Surprisingly, no. I don't. Re- I don't read enough. As what much. media do you engage with the most? <laughs> internet. Internet Just, now. But prior to the internet, how did you collect information? I guess. I guess reading. I would look through the encyclopedia and see what sort of interesting things I could stumble on. And um, did you watch a lot of TV? I watched a fair amount of TV. Um, do you know movies pretty well? Mm, I. I'm not a movie buff. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Basic plot points of a lot of movies, basically to like Jeopardy depth, they don't they don't get very in depth about stuff. Video games are a hobby of yours, or you are a fan of video games? Um, yeah, I was I was crazy about video games as a as a little one, and then um, and I never actually had my own video games at home until I was ten, and I got a Game Boy for Christmas. Is there any correlation between you being a fan of video games and being a trivia buff? Uh, it's hard to say. I'm. I don't really think about that. I don't connect the two. Um, but I feel like I. I did do some time as a as a video game tester. I say that like it's prison, but kind of was. Um, <laughs> I did. I was a video game tester for a little while, and I feel like that that sort of quest for knowledge helped me seek out bugs sometimes because like. I'd be like, well, what if what if I tried to do this? And like, I mm. I crashed a game once because I wanted to see what would happen if I shot a rocket launcher at something and blew it up without actually locking on to it. And I did that. I blew up a boat, and the game crashed. What game was it? Uh, it was Crisis. What system? It was a PC game in the in like 2007. When watching Jeopardy mm-hmm. at home, and when you were younger, did you? Um, actually, even as a child, I mean, under 10, would you try to say the answers in the form of a question or would you just say the answer? I think I just said the response. Said the response, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, when you started, when did you start to think that I would like to try to try out for Jeopardy? Um, I mean, the, the thought did start entering my head when I was a kid, but at that point there was no kids Jeopardy and I was just kind of, I was too young for it. They... The youngest kids they have were teen tournament, and that was thirteen to seventeen, and I was eight, nine, ten years old. Right. And then once I was in high school, they suddenly introduced Kids Week, and I'm like, well, perfect timing now that I've aged out of that group. Right. But as it turns out, that was <clears throat> probably for the best for me because it it proved a bit more profitable for for me as a regular contestant than as a than it would have as a kid Kids Week. Well, what motivated you to finally try out for Jeopardy. Well, the you took an online test first. Yeah, the online factor was a a big thing because I didn't have to leave the house to sign up for it. I didn't have to send something physical out. I didn't have to get an envelope and a stamp or anything like that. Um, actually, the first time I took the test, it was it wasn't an online thing. It was an in person test. This oh, is, really? Yeah, back in two thousand five, um, you could sign up as a potential test taker just online. And if your name was randomly drawn, they'd um, they'd send you an email say, "Hey, can you make it to take the test at this time at this day on this day at this time?" And I got one of those emails, and it was um, September two thousand five. And I went to the actual studio where they filmed Jeopardy, and I took the test, and I failed. You failed it. <laughs> yeah, the fir- the first time back in two thousand. How do you do? You, you can get some questions wrong without failing it. Yeah, the the common wisdom is that. Um, it's a 50 question test. It's 50 Jeopardy clues that range from like the 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 lowest difficulty to final Jeopardy uh, difficulty, and um, 
and it's 50 questions. Common wisdom is that um, 35 is a passing score, but they don't have an official passing score public to to everybody. So they they take the tests away, come back a few minutes later, and they say, all right, you guys pass the test. Everyone else, you're free to go. And that's it. And the people who pass the test go on to the next part of the, the audition. How many people were there? Oh, it had to be over 50, and it was under 10 people passed. Was it in a classroom? No, it was it was in the Is Jeopardy the studio? studio. Oh, sorry. Where's the studio? Sorry. Um, it's in Culver City. It's on the, the Sony, Sony Studios. So, uh, did, by the way, did you watch a lot of other game shows growing up? Or was that the... But that's the one you liked the most, or I what? Was, I was a major game show nerd. There's, I think... Did you want to be on other game shows? I don't know that, that it ever occurred to me that I could be on other game shows. It was just... It was just something I enjoyed watching and 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 seeing happen. I I feel like there's certain certain brains for for whom the the sort of very formulaic, um, rigid, structured um, uh, layout of the game shows is is appealing. And like every game show, each game show has a format and it goes through the same format every show. And I think I think that sort of uh, stability. Uh, appeals to a certain a certain demographic and I think I fit in that. Oh, what's that demographic? Um just sort of these analytical um rigid minds that like that like that sort of structure. Uh-huh. And I I mean my dad my dad is always trying to um suggest that I perhaps have Asperger's syndrome. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I do, but I mean I can identify with that that sort of mindset that cuz I've I've seen video game I mean game show fandom online and there is there is a certain uh, rigidity that that they seem to thrive on and and there's there's people who just sort of have this singular obsession that that zeroes in on them. Mm-hmm. Is your father into game shows and does he like trivia and stuff like that too? Well, he's He's into knowledge collecting and knowing things. And actually, he was on the show a year before I was. He was on Jeopardy. That's right. Did he win? Yes. He won one wow. game. He won one game. He won $30,000. Wow. Wow. So, Hugh, okay. So, you failed the test in 2005. Yes. Did your father try out that same year? No. What What happened was, in um, they, right after I took the test in 2005, they rolled out the online test. And I had taken the test in person too recently to be allowed to mm-hmm. take the online test. So I waited until 2007, signed myself up, and then I decided to sign my dad up. And <clears throat> and he didn't even have an email address at the time, so I signed him up with my mom's email address. And um, yeah, in 2007, um, what what they do is they give three tests during during the week, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. And each one is at, is at eight o'clock in a local time zone. So so the Tuesday is the Eastern test, so it's at eight o'clock Eastern. Then Central Mountain, eight o'clock, seven o'clock on Wednesday, and then um, Pacific on Thursday at eight o'clock Pacific time. And um, so I thought, I figured, okay, well I'll take one test, and then on another day I'll read the questions to my dad, read the clues to my dad, and type down his answers because I figured he's. He didn't even have an email address at the time. I was sure that he wouldn't be able to do the, the typing portion of the test. Yeah. So 
I think I took it on a Wednesday. This was January 2007. And then I typed up answers for him on a Thursday. You don't have to respond in the form of a question. Right, okay. Uh And and you helped him out on any of those or no? Um, I didn't. I didn't. And did you know some of the answers that he didn't know and you purposely didn't help him? Yes. Okay, yeah, because you wanted him to get it on his own. Right, right. Right. So you're trying to be fair. Right. Uh So that was that was January. And then in August, I got an email. Uh, Actually, it was in July. In July of 2007, I got an email inviting me to an audition. And my mom got the email inviting my dad to the same audition. Got it. So you um, so you passed that test that you took. And so did he. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you when you take this test online, um, if you pass you're automatically put into a random drawing. So it's still a luck of the draw sort of deal. And then um, they emailed both of us and we scheduled an audition for August and it was at the Marriott. And I think that's, it's something else now. It's by the 405 um, in the Culver City area. I think it's a double tree now. Anyway, so we both went to this audition. What does that entail? Um, Oh, that's a good question. you take another test. You take a written test. So they, they kind of just verify that you're the same person who right. took the test online. And um, <clears throat> and then they play a little sort of mock game. They don't have a complete game board. It's just like the top three rows of six categories. And you press a, you press a, a button that's the sort of like the, the buzzer. Well, exactly like the buzzer on the, on the show. And they just sort of look at the lights lighting up and see see if everyone's doing a good job at following the instructions choose clues you respond and they do a sort of brief interview of you and then they say all right that now next three and they just go through they go through the the auditioners three at a time okay and so then after the audition um then what then it's just like they'll schedule you for a date yeah they they say We'll, we'll call you. Um, you're in the pool now for the next 12 or 18 months. I think think it was 18, but... And your could, dad happened to be called first. He was called first, yeah. So he did in 2008, yeah. and then you did in 2009. Exactly. And how did you feel about your audition? I was not actually entirely pleased with myself because um, they asked me what I would do with the money if I won a bunch of money. And I said, I literally said, I would go the boring route and pay off my student loans. <laughs> and... Meanwhile, my uh, previously my dad um, during his interview he talked about how he had a big family and everything, and then the contesting coordinator said to him, "Oh, he talked about how we uh, had a big family and did a lot, uh, loved music and listened to a lot of music." And um, they said, "Well, after your family gets gets their cut of the money, what what would you do with the ten dollars you had left?" And he said, oh, "I think I'd buy a CD." And a he, CD. yeah, so he was, he was, which CD, <laughs> I don't know what CD he would buy. Um, but then, then they went ahead and asked me and I said, I said, I told them that I was boring. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't call me within a couple months. They called my dad and then he, then he taped following some, some little snafus. They actually had to cancel a taping cause Alex Trebek had a heart attack and mm-hmm. Um, what happened was actually he went to two tapings because when, when they've got a contestant who's from the Los Angeles area, as we are, um, they, they have you, they would have you come in for one taping and just say, you're the local alternate. We won't, you're not going to play in this, in this, uh, set of tapings 
unless something happens to one of the other contestants and they can't play. And so in February, finally, he got to come to a, come to a taping as the alternate. And my mom and I went along and I got to sit in the studio and watch five games get taped. And then in March, they brought him back again and finally he played and he won a game and then he lost a game. And we left after that and it was, it was a happy time. So they uh, did watching your dad go through the process make it a little easier for you to do it when you when it was your turn. Absolutely. I mean, and did you get did you have to go to an alternate taping first or be an alternate first before playing? Yeah, I did. Um, I think one of the biggest advantages I had was the fact that I had been in the studio three times before I actually got to play the game. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, demystifying process. Basically. How many games do they play in a day? They play five games a day. They so you tape, play the whole week. They tape a whole week in a single day. Wow! And so I saw, so I saw one week of games get taped when when my dad was an alternate. Then um, they they break for lunch after the the third game. So my dad played the first game, lost the second game. We stayed for the fir- third game and then left. We didn't hang around. How much longer than a normal episode does an episode take to shoot? It's almost real time. Actually, okay. mm-hmm. they they stop. They stop and actually kind of have a space that's the same same length as a commercial break. Yeah. And they record that many minutes of blank tape just so the networks know where they're supposed to insert the commercial. What's Alex Trebek doing during these breaks? Uh, he's run, uh, walking up to, to the audience and taking questions from them and answering mm-hmm. them and stuff. Did you develop a rapport with him over the course of your five games? Um, I'm not sure that I did. He's. Oh, you, you, you did six games, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure that I built up a rapport with him. He's he's a little bit aloof because, I mean, he's, he's been not, doing it for a long time and so forth. He's been doing it for a long time, but also he's not supposed to, like, favor any one right. contestant. So he's got to kind of keep his distance. But he, he does occasionally have, have favorites that he's sort of secretly rooting for, but he can't. He's now, not allowed to show it. Were you nervous for your first game? I was just, you, I mean, you obviously, you know, were a little more comfortable than probably the average person because you had been to a few tapings, but, yeah. um, but you were, you were somewhat nervous, I would imagine. Yeah. Before it started, I was, I was definitely nervous. And then once the game began, it was like, okay, I'm here. This is what's happening. I'm going to be a part of this and here's what I need to do. I'm just going to ring in and give answers every time I know them. And the game is not just a knowledge game. It's a physical game too, with yeah. the buzzer, right? Yeah. So how does how were you to train for that? Well, um, I was working nights at the time I taped, and before they even called me, I I was um, taping Jeopardy while um, it, it taped while I worked, and then I would come home in the middle of the night and watch Jeopardy by myself. And usually, I I would have watched it with my family otherwise, but watching it by myself um, gave me the opportunity to not feel self conscious about um, like keeping notes on how I did. So I would draw up a grid, a five by six grid of the of the rows and columns. And every time I got, uh, every time I knew something, I would ring in, I would actually click a pen and ring, and, and ring in when, when I thought the moment was right. And if my answer was correct, I'd mark off a little check. If my answer and this, was- And at this point you were practicing by stating the, in the form of a question. Right? I was, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I had to get in the habit. Just out of curiosity, in the course of the six games you played, and I know you did the Tournament of Champions later, but uh, did you ever mess up and not say the form of a question? No. Okay. Did anybody? 
Uh, not that I remember. Uh-huh. Is there a penalty for that? Yes. Um, you well, get it wrong, right? In in the first round, they're they're lenient. If you don't phrase it in the form of a question, um, um, Alex will say yes, but remember to phrase it correctly. <laughs> and then in the double jeopardy round, if you ring in and say Arkansas, Alex will just kind of sit there and in silence and see if if you can pick up the cue um, that you're not that you've. But can this can this happen? Has this has this ever happened? If someone said Arkansas, has Alex Trebek ever said incorrect? And then someone buzzes in and says, "What is Arkansas?" He says, "Correct." Has that ever happened? It has happened, and I mean, not necessarily in that in that um, quick sequence. Yeah. Usually, what Alex Trebek does is, if someone hasn't phrased in the form of a question and it is a correct response, Alex will just let their time tick down and see if they can correct themselves before time runs out. And if time runs out, he just kind of goes, sorry. And then someone someone else rings in and says, what is Arkansas? Yeah, that's happened. I, it has happened. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I just, that person must feel, you know, feel not great about that, I suppose. Yeah, you, uh, well, I mean, I've, I've made mistakes on the show. I gave incorrect responses. I never- And that you knew the answers to? Well, not necessarily, but I've, I've just given incorrect responses. And what you've got to do when you make a mistake is just kind of, let it happen and move on. How many of the games That's that you won, won did you uh, – of the games that you won, mm-hmm. what uh, – did you always get the Final Jeopardy question correct? Four out of the five games that I won, I got Final Jeopardy So rights. one of them you got it incorrect. And did you wager a lot of money on that one? Yes. Um, really? But you still managed to win because maybe the other people got it wrong or what? Well, they, everyone got it wrong. And also they, the opponents couldn't reach me anyway. The, the scores going into Final Jeopardy were – I had $22,800, and both my opponents had $200. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so you were safe. And, and what would you wager? I wagered uh, – well, at that point, I had um, – You didn't need to wager anything, really, right? That is correct. But <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can, can pass up this opportunity right now. I've got to – I. You wanted to win more money. Right. Yeah. Well, my, mm. my thought was better to bet big and get it wrong – I I I decided I'd rather regret betting big than regret betting small. I didn't want to bet small and get it right. Mm-hmm. So, so you I, went big. I was willing to bet big and get it wrong, and that's exactly what happened. So um, yeah, I, I at that point I had like uh, sixty five thousand seven hundred thirty five dollars or something like that, and as a three time champion. And in this fourth game, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just bet an amount that if I get it right, my total score will end in a double zero. So I wagered $20,065. Mm-hmm. And then they proceeded to give me like one of the hardest Final Jeopardies ever. Really? And and I got it wrong. I All I had was a joke answer. And it was, it was actually kind of hilarious just because Alex Trebek says, and what did you wager? And it shows $20,065. And he goes, what? Am I am I reading that right? Twenty thousand and sixty five dollars. You went berserk today, and I just berserk. I cracked up. Yeah, he said he said I went berserk, and that was hilarious to me. Do you have to come up with a new little story to talk about at the beginning of the show or after the first round? I guess that's when they interview people, kind of right, yeah. where they get to know well, the contestants. Halfway have, through the first round, uh, halfway through the first round, right? So, do you? Um, uh, does this a segment producer or, some, or a producer kind of work with you on coming up with something new to talk about or what? What happens is when you come in in the morning to tape the shows, you've already uh, written up a set of anecdotes that, that right. could possibly be used. And then they sort of 
they go over it with you and they say, well, you can leave this part out or something to kind of punch it up a little bit. And mm-hmm. then... And Do then they what? ever give you jokes? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you ever get to know the other contestants? To some degree, yeah. Because um, if, if you're not out there playing the game, you're just sitting there and you have to be sequestered from the rest of the audience because you don't, they don't want um, anyone like, who's somehow found out what... It, uh, what um, what material is going to be used on the show? They don't want anyone to be able to feed you any future answers. They do give you, they give you topics ahead of time, right? To study, isn't that a thing? Nope, hmm. nope. Um, that's a, it's a common question, um, but it's a lot of a lot of people. I, I'm on a Jeopardy Facebook group. On yeah, and they there's always people talking about how. Their acquaintances say, so they they gave you a book of the material ahead of time, just sort of a guideline of things to study. And it's like, nope. Not at all. No, you you just... You You just have to know stuff. You get on the show knowing what you know, and it's knowing what you know that gets you through the show. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And um, were there any categories that you just whipped through? You just went boom, boom, boom. Just Uh, you went through the whole category. That's fun to watch. Very quickly. Yeah, I I did it twice on the show. Um, there was one in my third game. It was called uh, the name of the category was multiple choice, but all it was was um, uh, each clue was a two or three numbers, and you had to give the lowest common multiple of them. So it's like the lowest common multiple of three and seven. And I rang in and said, "What is twenty one?" And they all the way through the all the way through the category, I was I was the only one who really had a grasp on what they were asking for. Right. They didn't the the other contestants didn't understand the the math of it and or didn't understand right. the question basically or the right. category maybe. And right. was that double the points? Um that was double jeopardy? It was it was double jeopardy. So um so like yeah, a, a full category's worth of material in double jeopardy is worth two uh six thousand dollars. So I I just in an instant I raised my score by six thousand dollars. Do you feel like do you feel that Alex Trebek starts to grow fond of a returning champion over time some returning champions yes oh I, you i i honestly don't know i think he i think he stayed aloof most of the time he mm-hmm. was just you get you have to be on there for weeks and weeks for him to start really <laughs> becoming friendly with you or be be a, a his type of woman perhaps <laughs> there's just there's like Petite, dark-haired women seem to be his kind of thing. Really, he, he'll be and, friendly to them. And he and he gets a little. He he seems to take uh, more of a shine to them. Mm. Oh, really? And is he single or is he? He's a married man. He's married to a a, a petite, dark-haired woman. Oh, really? Who's about twenty years younger than him? Really, former contestant? No. <laughs> um and um so, okay, your first game, right? Did you know you had it in the bag when, when by the time Final Jeopardy came? Or yeah, um, what happened was I saw the scores. I I had nineteen thousand four hundred, and the guy in second place had ninety four hundred, and the two thousand dollar clue was being revealed. And I just looked at it and I said, I said, well, I've almost got this in the bag. If if the if this guy knows it, then I don't quite have it in the bag yet. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know this, so I'm not going to ring in. And so I sat there. The clue got finished. And the other contestant, who was farther behind, got the $2,000 question. And in that moment, I'm like, wow, this just happened. I'm going to win on Jeopardy. I'm wow. practically a champion at this point. Yeah. Wow. 
okay, during the game, as you were doing pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, working your way up to 19,000 or whatever it was, yeah. were you in your head at all thinking, I'm, I'm doing this, like, I'm, I'm winning? Or were you just very purely focused on the questions I was, or the, was, on the clues or whatever? It was really interesting. I was just, I was in the zone, I was in the game, and that's, that's where my head entirely was. And you've been, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Well, you've been watching this show for like 20 years at the time? Yeah, yeah. And every day, probably, um, probably not, not quite that often. I had fallen off quite a bit um, watching Jeopardy in college, for mm-hmm. example. Was, was Jeopardy a place where you would actually be able to get gain from you know knowledge? Yeah, absolutely. You it's, retain a lot of stuff from Jeopardy. Yeah, especially in like the months leading up to the the to my taping when I was watching faithfully and and ringing in and stuff. I was not only learning new things, but I was kind of getting a handle on. Uh, how well I knew things. Uh, so I was figuring out, getting a real um, sense of when I knew I knew something and when I knew that I didn't. And um, and I think I gave myself a lot of discipline by, by playing for those several months. Now, the buzzer is you hold it in your hand. Yes. And you it's a, something you click with your thumb. Yeah. Well, it, it not necessarily a click, not like a pen where it's like mm-hmm. click once it's down, click once it's up. Um, it's just... It's a button. It's, it's a button, and it's got a spring under it, and you just kind of depress it over and over again. Is it? Did you feel there was anything unfair about you? The times when you felt like you buzzed in first, or something like that, or you know, like the buzzer didn't work, or something like that. Uh, no, I never felt like anything unfair was happening against me. I, it, it sometimes felt like oh, things it, were unfair things working were, for, for you. Huh? Things just seemed to be going a little too well. I was always in the zone. Um, what happens is when Alex Trebek reads the clues... Um, you can't buzz in until he's done reading it, Exactly. Right? So there's someone off stage. Uh, so there's a human element in it. There's someone off stage who is reading the clue um, just silently as Alex reads it. And when Alex reaches the, the last word, they press a button that enables us to ring in. And at that point, some lights on the, on the left and right sides of the board come on. And... Um, those lights are so, sort of the cue for the, the contestants to ring in. I never watched for those lights. I was always just trying to time it off of Alex's voice. Yeah. And, it, and it worked really well for me. In fact, there was one game. I, I think it was sometime in my fifth game. They, it's sort of edited out so you, can't, so you can't see exactly which clue it happens. But Alex stumbled over like the last or the second to last word. And just reflexively, because I was expecting him to finish the clue at that point... I pressed the button, and it just so happened that the 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 person off stage had anticipated a little too soon, like I did. So I was able to actually ring in before Alex was done mm. reading the clue, just just by fluke of um, me timing myself the same way that the person the, off stage right. was timing themselves. And it was fair game. It was fair game, I guess. I I rang in. They called on me eventually, and I gave my answer. It was it right. It was right. If you ring in. Before he's finished with the clue, does that disable you from bringing in after that? Um, not indefinitely. It, um, oh, there's a there's a delay. Yeah, afterwards? there's there's sort of a lockout if you if you buzz before the before it. Yeah, if you press the button before the lights have been enabled, you you lock yourself out for like a quarter second or a half a second. And I can press the button twice in a quarter second. So I there's. There is a definite danger that you could lock out your own your own button press if you do that. Did you do that ever? Probably. Oh, really? So you lock yourself um, out during, like jumping the gun a little too soon? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 almost sure of it. 
Did you wow. ever just hit it by reflex and you're like, I don't know the answer? Like you, you, you did by accident kind of? Um, th- there was one, uh, sometimes in very short clues, I just reflexively hit it. And it, it's, it's sort of that phenomenon where you know you know it, but you don't actually know it yet. <laughs> and um, there, was a, there was a category called, um, I, I forget, it had motor in quotation marks. So every, every, um, every response had the word, the letters motor in it. And there was a clue that was just like a chatterbox was the clue. Just the word chatterbox. Motor and I, yeah, and I immediately rang in. And the lights came on, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to have an answer. And then by the time Alex called on me, I had thought of motor mouth. Wow. Okay. So you freaked out for a second? Just very briefly, there was just like, oh, I'm ringing in. <laughs> and, then, and then it came together, of course. Mm. You sometimes didn't get questions correct. Or did you ever blank sometimes and, not, and, not, and you just weren't able to answer at all? I managed not to blank. Uh-huh. Um, I, I did get stuff wrong every now and then, but how does it feel when you get something wrong? Oh, it's, it's not fun, but it's like, it's like, um, I, I sing in a choir and sometimes I screw up a note or something. And during a performance, it's, you can't dwell on screwing up a single mm-hmm. note. It's just like, you just have to keep going and you do keep going. And that's, that's kind of what happened when I was on Jeopardy. Did you, did anything happen in the show that garnered applause? From I mean, I mean, it's particular rather than say winning. I mean, obviously that gets applause, but something particular like you whip through that multiple the multiple choice category, yeah. or whatever, something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's there's particular points at which the audience is supposed to applaud, and if a player goes all the way through a category like that, um, that that garners applause. What about is there anything that where an audience isn't supposed to where they weren't told that you should applaud during this? That, that just organically happened because something really impressive happened? Well, during the during the first episode uh, in the interview, I, I had a stupid human trick as one of my interview topics. And it was, I can play the Jeopardy theme three different ways using just my hands and my mouth. And one of them was, was this, th- uh, this thing where I clap my hands and I can... I can vary the note by um, by changing the shape of my mouth, and it's bl- I clap my hands and it blows a puff of air into my mouth. So I played the first part of the the Jeopardy theme by going, and then second one I did a whistle in, in my hands. I um, you sort of cup your hands together and put your thumbs together, and um, there's a there's a little space that you put um, your mouth halfway over, and so I played the second part of the theme that way. And then, um, and then the third thing was, um, you, I pinch my fingers together and blow through the space in between, and I can change the note by how hard I squeeze my fingers together. So I went, <laughs> and so that was during the interview. It was like the the thing I was most nervous about going into taping the show. It was oh, like, really? can I can I do all this without screwing up? And I managed to make it through, and the audience did applaud. Okay, <laughs> it was, oh, it was cool. the weirdest thing, but yeah, the audience what, applauded. And how did uh, and Alex Trebek liked it? You think? And Alex Trebek turned to the camera and did this sort of lip bite, thumbs up, and said, <laughs> "Very good." <laughs> I said, "Thank you." Do you like Alex Trebek? I, I do. He's he's a he's a weird guy, and I I like that. Do you think he's a trivia guy himself? Um, he's I don't know that he's necessarily a trivia guy. He's just a very knowledgeable guy, and he's he's in his uh, late seventies at this point. So I don't think 
I, he would be the first to admit that he wouldn't do well on Jeopardy just because um, he's too old to have the, the reflexes necessary for it. But I think in, in his heyday, like when he was starting to host the show, I think he could have been a, a, a competent contestant. Do you feel like playing video games helped you be good at the buzzer? I, I can't discount the, the, the effect of video games on my trigger finger. <laughs> and um, how much money did you win overall? Um, uh, well, let's, how much money did you win for the first for those, those six games that you played? Okay, the, the five games I won, it added up to 84,870. And then when I lost the sixth game, I came in second place. And the, the consolation prizes are 1,000 for sec, uh, third place and 2,000 for second. So I got another 2,000 there. Uh, do you get to keep the money that you win as a second that that you win in the game? No, no. So no. You only get to keep money that you won for the uh, f- for the game. Yeah, that if you yeah. win, get first place. If you get first place, you take the money the 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 score that's on the readout in front of you. That's the money that you get. Right. Um, you come in second place or you come in third place. You get two thousand dollars or one thousand dollars, and that's it. And but you get bonus money if you do something right. No, no, no. You don't. There's no bonus money, so you can only win the money that is on in front of you. Yeah, I mean, there there are certain occasions when when they have some sort of minimum, like if um, in a celebrity game, for example, they'll say, well, the the winner's charity will get twenty five thousand dollars unless the the winner actually exceeds that amount. So they'll have oh, the, okay. the winner gets like uh, $15,000 and they say, okay, your charity's getting $25,000. Now to be, you did the Tournament of Champions the yes. following year. Yeah. And to be invited to do that, how many games do you have to have won? Well, it's it actually varies because they just take, they go, um, you qualify by, first by number of games that you've won. And then within uh, a group of people that have won the same amount of games, they go by the amount of money. So in my tournament, all the all the players that have won four games or more since the previous tournament got to be on. And there was a guy who won three games and over a hundred thousand dollars. So in his three games, he won more than more than I did in my five. But he was only the alternate because he had only won three games. Did you? So your dad didn't do a tournament of champions. That is correct. So was that really daunting to do the tournament of champions? No. At at that point. It was like there's nothing left to prove here that we're all we're all very good at this and we're just we're just um trying to get more. Mm-hmm. By the way, you when you lost your sixth game when you were doing the regular game, yeah. Was that you that was a different day. Yeah, so actually. So did that have any effect was that part of the, maybe the reason why you lost? I mean, I mean is that you were just in a different it was a different day, different headspace, and that sort of stuff. I think it was a strong factor because mm-hmm. um, when I taped my five games, it was actually the last taping of the season. So whoa, really? So I I finished out the twenty fifth season, and then I had to wait. They taped in March, and these aired in July. And then um, July twenty eighth, two thousand nine, was when I when I came back to tape. So you didn't even come back the next day or the next week. Oh, you had to right. come back months later. You're a different right. person. And at that point, um, I was. Trying, I was working two different jobs. I was working as a video game tester at night and a camp counselor during the daytime. And I think just both both in the, the amount of sleep I had gotten and just sort of the, the amount the amount of energy I had expended in the like the weeks leading up to the, the taping. I think that had a strong effect on on my game a little bit. Do you feel like the when you won five games, did you feel 
did you was sleep an important factor there? Yeah. Um, How I, much sleep do you think you need to well, really be sharp? The 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 crazy thing was, I feel like um, the I I kind of slept fitfully the previous night. I didn't get a very good night's sleep, but I think that was really a factor in how well I did because I got um, it taped on a Tuesday and Sunday night slash Monday morning I got a really good sleep and then Monday night slash Tuesday morning I didn't sleep very well at all because so, you were nervous about the show. Yeah. yeah, so I was I was well rested, but on, I I had little enough sleep that I was kind of jittery, but that, that made my brain kind of, my synapses were firing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it made, it made my associative mind um, that much uh, stronger. Just out of curiosity, how many hours do you think you slept the night before the game? I don't think it could have been uh, more than four or five. Right. And then you got, what, eight hours the night before that? Uh, or more. Okay, yeah. Interesting. So the lack, a little bit, the, the smaller amount of sleep helped you, you think? Well, I, I had a math teacher in high school who said, who said when you wake up in the morning, you're actually feeling the previous night's sleep. So um, so if you get a good night's sleep on Sunday and then you don't sleep so well on Monday, you're going to actually feel okay on Tuesday, but then you're going to feel crappy on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel that you know more than the average person? Yes. <laughs> and do you think knowledge is power? Um, to some degree. So I, do you feel more powerful than people <laughs> in general? Um, I, I, I feel like the way I live my life, I sort of, I, I try to be uh, not so powerful. I try to be kind of gentle in the way I live. Do you <laughs> offer fun facts about things often times in conversation? Yeah, yeah. I come, I Sometimes something just reminds me of something and then I, I say, hey, that, that reminds me of this. And then I say it and and, and they like it. Sometimes. Now, has being on Jeopardy or also just knowing a lot of stuff, has that been useful as far as your romantic life at all? Have you noticed that has had some sort of effect as far as your attractiveness to people? Like, oh, he knows a lot. That's an attractive quality. Or do you not notice any difference or what? I don't I don't notice anything. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sort of I'm sort of inside my head a lot. And I don't really think about think very hard about how how others are perceiving me mm-hmm, i see um so tournament of champions mm-hmm. um you, how many games did you play in the tournament yeah um i played four which is the most that one can play in the tournament oh i see okay because it, it consists of 10 games the um they invite 15 people so it's at you got third out of 15 yes okay yeah so they invite 15 people and each uh, there's then there's five games with three to a game and um the, the five winners move on, as well as the, the four highest scorers among those who didn't win. And those go on to the semifinals. So there's nine semifinalists. They play three games, each each with three people. And the three winners of those go on to a, a finals, which is two games where they add up the scores. Do you feel like you could have got first? I absolutely could have. Uh, and do you feel like there was one crucial mistake or something that happened that one crucial moment that really made you not get first there were actually three crucial moments and if you turn one of them a different way i win the thing so there it's the final is they add up the scores from the two games so the first game's final jeopardy um was about african capitals Uh and oh wow hey yeah, <laughs> we just and talked so, about that. And so I, I was, I was feeling pretty confident, but um, I was in, I was in second place by by a pretty wide margin. But 
anyway, my, my strategy going into that was if, if I make it to the first game of the finals, I'm going to bet about half. I was, I was going to use the, the, the halfway of my, of my winnings to that point to kind of, um, dictate how I wagered. So I had 9,400 and I think I wagered, um, I think I wagered 4,800, no, 4,600. I think I was going for an even 14,000. Um, yeah. So the, the clue said that, um, this, uh, this city was founded as a, as a French colony for former slaves. And the only thing I thought of in that, in that, when I read that clue was, well, former, uh, a country for former slaves is Liberia because the U.S. founded a, a a country there to for for slaves who wanted to go back and start their own country. So Liberia was the name of that that country, and the capital was Monrovia. So I wrote that down. As it turns out, it was sort of a word origins question because it's a capital for freed slaves, and it's French. So the French word for free is Libra. And there is the capital of the African country, Gabon, is Libreville. And I was completely blind to that. Um, one of my opponents got really close. He Nobody got it right. Nobody got it right. One do you of, feel like, I could have got that? Absolutely. And you feel, do you feel, did you feel it was almost unfair? No, I didn't feel no. it was unfair. I just, um, in that, in the moment when, uh, what happened was, my, my response was revealed second and Alex told me I was wrong. And then they revealed the guy in first place and he said Freetown, which is the capital of Sierra Leone. And um, Freetown, oh, wow. I, I, realized, I realized what the clue was going for and I got really upset with myself in, for just a Because you knew it like, in that moment. You knew was, the answer. Well, not quite. I thought, oh, he got it right. And then Alex told him he was wrong. He's, he said, it was a French, Alex says, it's a French colony. And I immediately, I interrupted him and I said, oh, Libreville. <laughs> and they edited oh. that out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And, and Alex, so they, it was a French colony. And then he goes, Libreville in Gabon. Is, and that's how it aired on the, on, on the show. And then, so that's. Wait, that's the, when you said it, did anyone laugh or anything? No, no one laughed. I just, I just sort of had a little exchange with Alex. <laughs> he was, and what did Alex what say? Did he say? He's like, yep, Libreville in Gabon. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that was the first moment. The second moment was in the, in the second game, which was the final game of the tournament. Um, the, the, we were going through the last category and it was a category about, um, I think Juilliard and, um, it was a, it was a video clue. They had someone from the clue crew, uh, next to someone who's playing the piano and they said this Baroque master, uh, uh, one of the audition pieces is that one of the one of the ways you get into the school is by playing uh you have to play an audition piece by this baroque master and the person in the background is playing the piano and going and i'm like oh i saw bobby mcferrin doing that song that that prelude and it's it's bach and i knew it and up to that point though i was really staring at the scores and trying to see figure out where exactly i was because like i said this is adding up two games and so i i couldn't see just looking at the score where exactly i was positioned i was in a i was in pretty far in thir- uh, first place and i was like oh i how much wh- how much did i need to have to take the lead to, how much did i need to have to get get enough to to guarantee myself victory uh and i was 
a little too focused on that and I think I was a little less focused on the timing. Plus, it was a video clue and video clues can have a different timing from, from the, the clues that Alex Trebek just reads. So I knew it was Bach and I tried to ring in. I think I rang in a little bit too early and locked myself out. And the guy who had said Freetown in the previous game, he rang in and said, who's J.S. Bach? And as it turns out, I, I figured out the math a little bit later. If I had gotten that clue right, that would have put me in a position where I was uncashable. I could wager zero. Both my opponents could wager everything and get it right, and they still wouldn't reach me. Oh, dang. That's the second moment. <sighs> then the third moment, of course, is final. Is that final Jeopardy. And um, it was like the, the category was from novel to film. And the clue was first published in 1880 and made into films in 1909, 1925, and 1959. It was the first work of fiction to be blessed by a pope. And I tried to take my mind back to the 1880s, and all I could think of was Little Women by Louisa May Alcott, and that I was like, no, Pope wouldn't bless that. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm not going to come up with anything. And at that point, I was like, well, only two people have made it through all uh, both the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the, the finals without getting Final Jeopardy right. Only two people have done that before me. I'm going to be the third one. So I wrote down, what is I got none right? And both my opponents got, got, got the answer. It was Ben-Hur. And um, so they both vaulted past me into first and second place, and I fell to third place. And I realized later that if I had thought about like what kind of movies what kind of movies would be made from something that would be blessed by a pope i might have thought of the religious epics of the 50s 10 commandments Ten, ben right, hur right right 10 commandments ben hur the robe but the thing about 10 commandments and the robe is those are like based uh, directly off the bible whereas ben hur is not so right. that could have been my end that it was a solvable final jeopardy and i just didn't have it within me at that moment mhm do you regret those moments, or do you, um, or do you just think I was, ha I'm happy to have this this experience, and it was it had turned out it was a great experience, and so forth. My attitude about it was I played all four games. I came here to play all four games, and I got to play all four games, and that was that was really my the way I thought about it. Um, so how much money did you win from Jeopardy total? Um, well, the third place was fifty thousand dollars, and as I like to say, uh, not bad for losing. Right, and so. With uh, eighty four thousand eight hundred seventy for my five wins, two thousand four for coming in second in my sixth game, and fifty thousand for the tournament of champions, it was one hundred hundred thirty six thousand eight hundred seventy. And did you pay off those student loans? I did. <laughs> nice. Uh huh. I did. And then what did you do with the rest of the money? I kind of just sat on it and um, just kind of um, kept it. Just I don't know, kept it safe. Mm -hmm. um, it was just. It set up uh, many years, still, still sort of continuing, of not having to worry about money too much. Right. So do you go to trivia nights at pubs and stuff? I go to one. There's, there's one in uh, Santa Monica at the—it's called the O'Brien's Pub Quiz. That's one on Wilshire now. And do you win it often? Um, Not—I wouldn't say often. I, I, do have, um, I do have good company there. There's— um, this one is, is there a particular team that you are with most of the time? No, actually, there's. Oh, you go by yourself. You do it by yourself. I well, I go by myself, but then I join up with a team of people that I know, and it's a lot of former Jeopardy contestants. Oh, really? 
uh, go there. So, but so you are competing against other former Jeopardy uh, it, people yeah. as well, right? Yeah, we're all we're we're teaming up into groups of five or six, and then um, each team just kind of pools their their mental resources and tries to answer the the questions of the the quiz. And aside from doing pub trivia type of stuff, you also play games online, trivia games online. Yeah, the the in the past six months or or more, actually like eight to ten months, I think there's there's been these online trivia shows where people um, where people just log on to the app and and answer twelve trivia questions and they get a share of a share of the money. And you've won some of these, right? Yeah, actually, there's, yeah. There's 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 three of them that I play, and I've I've won in all of them at some point or another. Um, the most popular one is HQ, and I've I won that for my twenty third time yesterday. Oh wow! And I've I've amassed over nine hundred dollars in that in that app. Right. And HQ, when you the winners split the prize. Right. So if it's an easier happens to be an easier quiz, there's going to be more winners, that thus less money. Right. What's the smallest amount of winners that you've won it with? Um, the the biggest win actually I had was I split uh, twenty five thousand dollars with thirty seven other people, and it came to like over six hundred fifty dollars. Uh huh. So your smallest, your biggest win, the smallest uh, winner count was. 37 people. Oh, 38, including me. 38, yeah. Okay, wow. And there's a game tonight. Yeah. At, at, in a, not too long from now. Yeah. That you were interested in playing. I was. And um, and you want to play this game in particular because the prize is higher? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you want to go on other game shows? I would like to go on other game shows. I, it's just a matter of putting myself out there. And Do you want to be audition. on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, yeah. Um, How they, do you try out for that? I'm not sure. I haven't actually gone through the process. There's there's an online thing you can fill out, but you you also have to upload a a picture of yourself and a video of yourself. Does a game like Wheel of Fortune interest you, or you never liked that show? You know, Cause... there's there's some Jeopardy snobbery out there. There's mm-hmm. there's like fans of Jeopardy who are like, oh, Wheel of Fortune is for the the plebeians or whatever. Right. <laughs> and um, and I. That's that's not my attitude. I'm like game shows are game shows. They're fun to be on. It's it's it's. I I would love to do Wheel of Fortune. Frankly, I uh-huh. I haven't tried out for that either. I haven't have never set, sort of set the audition process. What's your all time favorite game show? Um, Jeopardy's up there, but I really love the the pyramid game shows with with Dick Clark hosting. I feel like the the final rounds of that where where they're where one usually the celebrity is trying to name items in a category and the uh, the contestant is trying to work off those items to name the categories. So they're they're like um, Woodrow Wilson, Warren Harding, and the, the the contestant says U.S. presidents, and then they move on. And I feel like that was the most exciting that that's the most exciting segment of any game show that exists. Do you feel like you approach life in a very systematic way as well? Um, and, and do you use your high level of knowledge to help? inform the way you do things not as much as one might think i think um a lot of the times um i i recognize that um (laughs) life does not behave in so systematic a way and i end up kind of withdrawing myself a little bit just Mm -hmm. to kind of avoid the 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 chaos of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh does it what is it like for your social relationships um I think, I think I've 
I probably don't socialize as much as I should. Um, do you I, spend, what do you do with your days and nights? Do you spend just all your days and nights just gathering information or what? Um, I don't, I, are you on the internet a lot? I am on the internet a lot. Um, what do you, what do you want? What sites are you on the most? YouTube? Mostly I like, I like discussing stuff with other people or just absorbing other people's discussions. So I'm, I'm on the social media pretty much all the time. About what, what discussions? Whatever, like, like whatever's, whatever's maybe trending at that moment or the latest news topics or whatever. And it's, <clears throat> what's your favorite? What's your favorite trivia category? Um, well, I say like in Trivial Pursuit. What's your and are you good at sports? I mean, sports knowledge. That is sports knowledge is actually um, one of my weakest subjects. Right, as it is for a lot of people who are trivia buffs. Right. Right. I well, I I don't know. I I can only speak for myself. Really. Yeah. I do know some uh, some trivia buffs who do actually have con- uh, really good sports knowledge. Right. Um, so how do you study up on sports? I mean, do you study up on sports for any particular reason, just to cover that base? Uh, so to speak. Uh, yeah, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there are occasions when I try to read a little bit of sports Did trivia. you study up on it for Jeopardy? I, I decided not to worry about that. Because um, you didn't notice that coming up a lot anyway? Right, exactly. If You kind of have to foc- just focus your energy on things that you think are going to be the most productive. And... Between my my um, sort of not so not so hot interest in sports and the fact that there's so much to learn about it, I kind of just said, you know, I'm if I if I read something, I'm not going to absorb it so well. So I'm going to kind of stick to stick to the things that really interest me, and hopefully, it won't come back to bite me. So what what say in the game Trivial Pursuit? What is your what are your categories? What's the main category that you like the most? Probably the history category. So history is sort of something you feel the strongest about. I I mean of the Trivial Pursuit categories, I think history tends to probably ask things that I that I am more likely to know. Do you study up on history now? I mean, I don't I wouldn't call any of my uh absorption of knowledge as studying up. Um, you, you're not, you don't just because of curiosity, you don't just try to read stuff I mean, and, you know, there's, there's moments, there's moments where I kind of find myself interested in something and then I just start reading about it and kind of, kind of collect that knowledge. But it's, I don't feel like it's an active process. It's just, I'm kind of going where, where the winds take me. Yeah. You just, you feel an inkling towards something and then you'll let it organically, um, come to you I yeah guess. exactly um, you'll come to it organically i mean i probably I, I probably have been a better jeopardy champion if i had actively studied more but for what it's worth i i mean i did pretty well yeah you ever, you ever think you're the best ever oh no 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 i i mean i feel like i can beat some of the best ever on if if things go my way are you good at strategy games board games um i sometimes i i think I think I have to really um, get into them and 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 play them over and over again, and I rarely have the patience for that. Um, uh-huh. But are you good at learning rules? You are. You must because you seem to like. I mean, you like rules. It seems right. I, yeah, yeah. I I kind of if I, if I play something enough, I kind of get an idea of how everything works and what I can do to uh, uh, steer things to my advantage. Do you feel there's a a strong 
gap or a, 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 huge, a huge gap between knowledge and intelligence? Or is it pretty small? Uh, I think there is there is a gap between knowledge and intelligence, and um, I think I think sometimes I'm on the wrong side of that gap. I feel like I I can know stuff without um, being intelligent a lot of the time. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that um, I, I I think I'm a very thoughtful person, and I think I live my life intelligently for the most part. But I think sometimes um, uh, the common sense is a little lacking. So do you, do, I mean, it's just kind of repeating his question, but do you, when you're out and about on the street, do you think to yourself, I know more than most people here? No. You don't think about it? No. <laughs> are, you, are you, oh, were you going to say something? Go ahead. What about this? What about if somebody's, if they don't know what they're talking about and it's clear and they're saying the wrong things about things, do you ever think you, you don't know what you're talking about? Probably. I probably do. Sometimes. And how, does that happen often? I, w- I don't think so. Um, Do you know I more mean, than your parents? You think? Um, what was your? Go ahead. What I, was your ranking in the family? Like, did you? Was you, were you considered better than your dad? Like growing up? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, trivia wise, I I think I've surpassed him. Just, I think a lot of it has to do with just age advantage. I'm I'm younger than my dad, so I my mind is still working a lot quicker than his but have you ever thought have you when you were under 18 let's say did you and your parents wanted you to do something and you thought you know you didn't want to do it and you thought look i know more than you so don't tell me what to do no i I, that never crossed my mind Uh i i i think i conditioned myself out of um any sort of sense of superiority Superiority. Mm -hmm. yeah When, when your dad was on the show was your mom like you could probably do better than him. <laughs> no, no. Um, Did your dad think that you had a better shot than him? Um, I think my dad thought that I was better at Jeopardy than him. I, mm-hmm. A better shot, I don't know. But um, I think he thought that I would do better on the show than he did. How much did he win again? He 20-something? He, he won one game. He won 30,600. 30, 30, yeah, okay. And how do they pay you? They send you a check. Just um, one lump sum? Well, actually, um, the first... The first check they sent me um, got lost in the mail, and I didn't know it. They say that was a check for eighty-four thousand dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, they um, they they paid me separately for each season that I was in. Do you think playing the HQ right here, right now, is going to be distracting for you, or what? Do you think you're going to be able to play well? You know, I actually I was so dead set against missing a game once that. Um, that I was I was at Disneyland and I played HQ while riding Space Mountain. <laughs> Whoa! Really? It was able to the there wasn't any internet problems with that or you know I was I was I was on the the cellular and it was it, okay. It, you didn't have any bad reception though or anything. I mean, it it cut in and out sometimes, but I was able to play the game and then it turned out there was a hard question, a very hard question, like the fourth question, and I got out anyway. Do you need to get your thing out right now? Let's see. Do you feel like? Playing this game in front of us right now will provide insight into the way you approach trivia. I think it's very possible. Um, sometimes, and the prize is how much tonight? Well, they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars split among the winners. Right. So there's thirty-seven <laughs> of you. Yeah, Could thirty-seven pretty... of us. That would be uh, twenty-six hundred dollars. Are you good at math? I'm pretty good at math. I can do some mental stuff. You're good at dates too, huh? Memorizing. Are you good at dates? dates? Yeah. Like. Like what? What was you get a years? Are you good at years? 
You've mentioned you've you've said a lot of dates. Oh yeah, you've you've well, yeah. I mean, they were personal dates though. Yeah, I. I, I, But I mean, are you good at dates or are you good? You know, I think I think frequently I can get within five years of certain things. Like, would you know the date that? They signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that's I'm, a, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's an easy one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Well, no. About, but but something you know something hard. What about the date you won your first Jeopardy game? Well, the, that's, that's kind of easy. What about like two days before the Declaration of Independence? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> the show aired uh, July 20th of 2009, but I taped on um, on the March 31st. Do you have to change your outfit every show? Yeah. They, for every episode, they tell you to bring bring five. five no, actually, they, they bring just, five. You probably won't. They need. tell you to bring three. And I brought five, include and plus the one I was wearing. So I actually had six shirts. I don't know. I don't uh, know oh, you only changed the shirt because that's all they're seeing, pretty much, right? Right. But I, I did actually decide to change my pants after <laughs> after the Tuesday game. That's, why is that? I don't. I just thought it would be. I don't know. I the new pants, fresh. It just felt fresh. Like well, them. there's there's a break between the Wednesday and Thursday games. They break for lunch, and I thought I'm going to change my pants one game early. Just because, nice, <laughs> and that's what happened. So I, yeah, I, I actually did something weird about changing my appearance in the in the tournament of champions. I'm, I'm like, well, fr- I knew I was probably going to get invited to the tournament um, around, I mean, sometime in the year 2010. So New Year's 2010, I sh- I stopped shaving and I let my facial hair grow out. And I gave gave myself a goatee. I'm gonna turn the volume down on this right now. Yeah. Um, so is I, it is it would it hurt you to have the volume off completely during this? I don't think so. Okay. I've I've played a game where would, um, it, would it hurt you also to read the questions out and and the no, answers? I, I'd love they, to do that. I, I'll definitely try to. It'll remind me of when uh, my dad was taking the test. But it won't. That won't make it make you slower for this i think i'll be okay Mm -hmm. um so (laughs) anyway i i grew out a goatee and so i appeared in the quarter quarterfinals with a goatee and then then that was that was one week of shows and then we went we went back to the hotel and i shaved off most of the goatee so i had this like a handlebar mustache going from from my upper lip down to my chin just in two straight lines and um so I appeared in the semifinals at that uh, with that facial hair, and then after um, after the lunch break when we were coming back for the finals, um, I quickly ran into the the bathroom, plugged in my shaver, and got rid of the mm-hmm. the, the sides that what was going down to my chin. So I just had a straight mustache, and then after the after the first game of the finals, I hurried back in and shaped off the mustache and appeared clean shaven. Because you get a little bit of time in between episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it would be funny to. Have it dissipate. To have less and less. Yeah. Now, did you, um, in the, you know, relative to, you know, long term players like Ken Jennings or whatever, Mm -hmm. in the, you know, in the time that you were on the show, did you develop any kind of fan base or anything? Um, There was like, you know, there was like a, there were a bunch of people on Twitter talking about me. And um, there was, there was a woman who, I, shoot, I'm not going to remember her name, but she said, this woman's uh, post on Twitter, she tweeted, um, totally obsessed with Stefan on Jeopardy this week. And she turned out to be this actress who was in one of the, the Degrassi series. 
Mm. Mm. So maybe to answer the question about the attractiveness level, I mean, perhaps <laughs> there, it yeah, does there, actually. There were, it there, is attractive. There I mean, were, or maybe she was obsessed with some other reason. I don't know. But I mean, you know, maybe. Yeah. There, there, were some, there were some people saying that they wanted to marry me. And well, there you go. I, so, got, I mean, come on. Hey, I, 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 asked, I asked that question earlier. That's true. I didn't, I didn't think of it at that You're point. You're kind of famous and known in, in this, you know, for Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, are you known and, in the trivia yeah. world? Is there a trivia world? There is some somewhat of a trivia world, and I there I, is on, on the internet, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So trivia people know each other to some degree. Do you know people online that you don't know in real life? Yeah, yeah. Or the, in, and there know, there in, are several people that I met online first and then met in real life. And did you? And so there is a trivia community. Absolutely. And you're known in in that community. I don't know how well known I am. I'm. I don't. I don't get to as many events as some people do, um, and. Do you and bond so, with people who know a lot of stuff? Yeah, and when there's... And do you guys talk about stuff that other people aren't talking about? I don't know. We, we don't, like, talk about... Do you guys how, quiz each other? Maybe a little bit. You I, do? I, do you I, guys ever try to stump each other? I think we all know that there's there's things that we don't know and that... I, I, I think it's not that strongly competitive. Does thinking about knowledge make you think about existential stuff um no i just do you feel like knowing too much can be a burden maybe i mean if you've got if you've got if you know a lot i feel like a lot of things will be bouncing around your head are a lot of things bouncing around in your head um some a, a lot of the time if i'm if i'm idle if if i'm idle or trying trying to fall asleep or something can knowing I mean, too much be crippling perhaps i don't I don't think it is in my case. I, I'm sure it could could happen like that. Do you that look at people, people who perhaps appear ignorant to you and think, I kind of wish I was one of them, just um, because maybe they seem happy or something? Well, or not that not not <laughs> not saying that you're not happy, good. but um, the, the, the idea that ignorance is bliss or that notion that ignorance is bliss does that, does that appeal to you at all? Do you think it would be kind of nice to not know anything? Do you ever think well, that? Well, I know I, I once took this sort of. This personality test in high school that was supposed to tell me what the what my ideal career was, mm-hmm. and I I realized as I was reading one of the questions that I would prefer to be um, unintelligent and kind mm-hmm. than super intelligent and mean. Right, but you can also be super knowledgeable and or slash intelligent uh, and kind as well. I think I I think that's what I aim to be mm-hmm. and aim to do. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's people in the trivia circles that you are familiar with that are kind of evil? No, no one's no one's evil. I would say that there's I mean, we're all we're all kind of socially weird sometimes and and some people yeah, I I think I think sometimes I I can be less kind than I would like to be. Now the game has started, um, but there's well, intros and stuff. The, the little show he's doing his spiel right yeah. now. So um, just to give people a little update, but yeah. Um, and uh, do you feel like people ever? Do you know anyone who uses their knowledge to exploit things? Um, <laughs> Take advantage of things. No one that I know personally. What about innocent exploitations of things? You know, just uh, you know, little tricks and tips. You know. That aren't hurting anybody, but you happen to know things, and that helps. You can benefit from that somehow. Well, I mean, hey, I guess you know, playing these trivia games online, right? Maybe. I mean, I, I've 
sort of I, I have my methods for for excelling at the trivia games and sometimes I don't necessarily uh, share them mm. because I might want to give myself a little leg up mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'll share them no, <laughs> no 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 I mean, whatever no there's no there there's like a, a trick in this in HQ to give yourself an extra life normally I see normally if you oh you don't want to reveal that right no no it's okay if you have, oh no I, I'm ha- we can totally edit this out. It doesn't matter. I, I think it's public enough knowledge at this point. I it's not something that I really spread around, but I'm I'm I don't care if I I don't care about saying it on the show. Um, normally, you get an extra life by having a friend sign up and type in your username as their referrer, and that gives you an extra life. But there's a way um, once a week to give yourself an extra life. You gotta put your fingers on the middle of the screen and like swipe up over and over again, and suddenly an extra life will appear. And what? That's just a secret. Mess up? It's like a code? It's a code. It's just sort of an Easter egg. Mm. Oh, and, wow. And People know about it, though, there, at this point. Yeah. There have been two games that I won with the help of an extra life, and one of them was the, the big one with the $650. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. And when do you do that? Um, just once. You can only do it once a week, so I, would, I was doing it like, um, like maybe – Sometime in the middle of Saturday night slash Sunday morning. No, but I mean, when during the game do you do it? Well, when you get something wrong. You immediately um, do it. No, no, no. In, in between games, basically. You're you're in the lobby of the app, and you just do this swipe up thing over and over again. And uh, Oh, you, you get the extra life for the next game you play. Right. Out, so you outside get, of the Meaning you have game. two lives for the, for the next game. No, I just, I mean... Two lives, the one that you start with and then the one that you yeah. that you use if you get something wrong. Oh geez. Okay. I guess they're they're building up, they're doing a hundred thousand dollar game, two hundred thousand dollar game. Oh wow. For the Does this get you excited? <laughs> um it's I don't know that it gets me excited, it gets me very interested. Um <laughs> I think they're lining it up with the the NBA finals. Oh, so they're gonna be some sports questions, maybe. I hope they they stay at a minimum. <laughs> Right. But I've I've managed my the second largest amount I've won I managed to get a sports question right and I don't know how I did it I just kind of went just out of curiosity when you you're about to play this game yeah are we allowed to help you why not and oh. if we help you do we get to share the money with we're gonna you? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> well, a percentage of the money only de- depends on what how many I questions win. how many questions we help with I think what about wait Aaron do you want to play too. I am, uh, I'm on the app. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron says he's on the app just okay. to update the. Actually, why don't you get yours out? What? what you you know? don't have the app? Oh. Mm-hmm. Got to get on the bandwagon. He only knows sports is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know tennis. Do you have to focus when you do these things? I, I mean, yes. Like, is it distracting that I'm going to be talking to you while you're doing it? Oh, I, I don't care that you'll mm-hmm. be talking to me. I've, like I said, I've played this while riding a Space Mountain. So. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. Although I do feel that that could be less distracting in a way because it's just a ride. I mean, it's not like it's yeah. something that you... You know, it's not trying to converse with you. Yeah, it it moves pretty fast. Gave me kind of a headache. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, in which sport do players throw a ball through a hoop ten feet off the ground? Basketball, bog snorkeling, or ferret legging? Come on. The the beginning is easy. The first couple questions are easy. They they start out very very simple, like to a silly degree. Like the yeah, the first couple are very easy. Usually three questions. Yeah. Although. if in a fifteen question quiz they might they might drag it out a little bit longer. So you got that one right, Aaron? Absolutely. It's basketball. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm I'm answering I'm trying to answer before you Stefan does. Oh so, no. So that I 
I'm fair to myself. Pressure's nice. on. No, you can... No, with Team Up. That's what it's about, right? Aaron's probably good. The gas gauge on an American car's dashboard usually displays what two letters? K slash D, E, F, or W, L? Gas gauge. Uh, e, F, empty e. full. E, empty full, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. It took me a second to process that. For me, I well, I was also not looking... I'm not reading it, so I can't... Um, right. It, it, I was, it was harder for me to it's purely verbal. think about that. It's, yeah. it's a little bit tougher. Yeah. I almost got out on that. <laughs> I was distracting myself you got it, just a little too yep. much. Okay. All right. That, th- these are easy. We're, we're going to get to the hard ones soon, you know? How many seconds do you have to answer? Ten, I think. Ten seconds to answer? Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind Before of... Before modern welding techniques, what tool was traditionally used to work metal? Chervil, weevil, or anvil? Anvil. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, it's locked in already. Oh, it's just 12 questions. That's oh, what it says. Oh, wow. Okay, we can win three. this. We can win this. <laughs> What form of electromagnetic radiation is commonly used to heat food at home? X-rays, microwaves, gamma rays. It must be microwaves. Got to be. Of course, of course. Yeah, we're still we're still on the easy ones. Yeah, I bet around seven or eight it starts to really turn. The ska genre of music often includes what type of instrument? Trumpet, electric violin, or triangle? Trumpet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which of these NBA teams was once located in Minnesota? Lakers, Warriors, Cavaliers. This is a sports question Lakers. that I it's know. Lakers. Yeah. It's Lakers. Land of ten thousand lakes. Ten thousand lakes. Oh, some more, some more promos. Do you think people are Googling? Yes. yes. There's no time for that, right? Um, Ten seconds. I guess people, there is. Ten some seconds. people are pretty quick. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have an internet connection at home that doesn't <laughs> support doing more than one thing at a time, mostly. So I, I couldn't Google. What did the UK government claim it helped its World War II fighter pilots see in the dark? Eating carrots, polarized goggles, or Krypton lamps? I know the answer. Polarized goggles? No, they they eating carrots. Yeah, they they yeah. kind of talked up the the beta, the, beta the vitamin A quality. Beta, beta carotene. Beta carotene. Yeah, but yeah, that's a fact that I knew. They they kind of made up this story because they didn't want the Germans to know that they had radar. Oh wow, okay, yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, our pilots are eating carrots. That's why they can see in the dark. How, now, just out of curiosity, how did you know that information? Where did you pick that up? Just Sorry, in Maurice Sendak's "Where the Wild Things Are," what is the name of the raucous monster party? The wild rumpus, the big hoorah, or the clomp and stomp? Well, I remember the quote from the book, let the wild rumpus start. <laughs> and where did you pick up that the x-ray thing or the, oh, the, the, the beta carotene thing? Um, that uh, probably at uh, probably a pub quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not positive that that's where I picked it up, but knowledge is knowledge wherever you get it from. Knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel very powerful right now as it turns out. Well, I mean, hey, when you're playing a game and it's a knowledge based game, uh, you know, knowledge is power. Okay, the safety dance is a 1983 hit by a band that hails from where? Ugh. Canada, United Kingdom, or Australia? No. So it's men, men without, men without hats. hats. It's men without hats. United Kingdom, I'm saying. Might be Canada. It could be, think, it could be Australia, I think, I think they're trying to create confusion with men at work. Right. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure it's the United Kingdom also, but I also guessed the United Kingdom. Ooh, it was Canada. Oh I'm my out. God, really? Oh, yeah, that fuck. was a tricky one because I would have never guessed Canada. Yeah. I, it would have been for me. It would have been Australia or United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah that knocked out like 140,000 people. Me I'm really well. surprised about that. Actually, I'm. I still want to play through it though. Yeah, I like. Okay. I like just playing through the questions. I, I had an extra life and I used it yesterday and I won fifteen dollars. But um, I, I probably should have saved it for today, knowing that it was going to be a hundred thousand dollar game. But I wasn't sure I was going to be able to play. Dang! Wait, you're out too, huh, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's too okay. bad about that. That's okay. As a child, John Mayer was inspired to learn guitar because of which film? Wayne's World, The Blues Brothers, or Back to the Future? 
Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. That's that's yeah. how gotta it be. feels to me. Oh, you still get to. I mean, choose. I do. I go through the motions, kind of like when I'm playing Jeopardy. Oh, it's for practice. Playing. Yeah, exactly. I I don't I don't stop playing just because I'm out. Yes, they're showing a clip from Back to the Future right now. What if you yeah, won that, right so now? What if, you, what if you do win? That would have been amazing. You win wins money. Yeah, you get you you get money and an appearance on, and on you, the next season of Jeopardy. <laughs> you can, but but even if people cheat, you cash out to PayPal. Yeah, even if people cheat, where would you find a statue marking the spot of the first U.S. presidential inauguration? New York, Pennsylvania, or Virginia? That's a good question. I think the capital was New York at the time in 1787. Let me hit you with this real quick. The the day you won Jeopardy, you won five games in a row. Yes. What'd you eat that night for dinner? Oh, I, I, I don't remember. I was working nights. I went straight to work from the taping. Weren't you jacked really? up? Yeah. Were you just on one or what? I, I don't know. I think maybe I got a Subway sandwich because that was near my workplace. <laughs> you celebrated at Subway. <laughs> it was. Well, I didn't celebrate. I just, I just was hungry. I, I just hurried over to, to the Activision headquarters. Did you feel like you were never going to lose? Because you went home for for months, right? Well, I didn't. I Waiting. didn't exactly think that. Did you think that you could have you could have gone on to be one of these long time guys? Yeah, you did think that. Yes, you fantasized I mean, about that. I I thought it could be done. After after winning five games, you kind of feel indestructible. Oh, one more question, and that was the safety dance was the only one we got wrong so far. Hopefully, I get this one wrong, so I'll know that <laughs> I would have lost even without an extra life. Right. In the movie Airplane, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar complains about having to play against which opponent? Moses Malone, Julius Irving, or Bill Walton? I forgot. I don't know. I feel like saying Moses Malone. Yeah, I kind of hear that too, actually. I don't know. I don't know why. Right. I'm not not familiar enough with Airplane. I hear that. I hear that. (laughs) I need to watch more of that movie. Really? Did you fantasize about just winning a lot of money and what you would do with it and then think about the following you might develop Mm. from Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Is that what I... That's what I said. Oh. I, I didn't know. I just guessed. But... So it's good. You wouldn't have won anyway. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> For those couple months in between the games, or whatever it was, a few months between mm-hmm. the games, were you fantasizing about what you would do with the money? And or, 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 You were fantasizing about winning a bunch of games, winning a bunch of money, and maybe developing a little bit of a following because of it? Yeah. I, I, you thought about that? I think, I think I did. I don't know that I was necessarily thinking about the social aspect of having a following, but I was like, I now that I knew, now that I had won all the games in a single taping, I was like, oh, I, I have to be, I have to do this. I have to be able to keep going. And I was like, and there's sort of a, a benchmark, a hundred thousand dollar benchmark that I hadn't cleared yet. I had won eighty four thousand dollars, and I'm like, I have to win at least one more game. I want they uh, Jeopardy used to retire their five time champions. They used to make them stop playing after five games, and they don't they stopped doing that in like 2003 or 2002 and and so sort of six-time champions became sort of rarefied air mm-hmm. and i wanted i was like i want to be a six-time champion i want to win a hundred thousand dollars and i was thinking too hard about the the specifics of winning and i i think that that also affected me a little bit mm-hmm. um i mean i was good in the rest of the game but final jeopardy just kind of screwed me up so What's your um, main takeaway from being a Jeopardy champion? Well, um, and, and has it changed your life at all in any way, in any significant way? And you know, what is it like for you now, um, eight years later? I would say um, my takeaway is that that I am actually 
actually quite skilled at some things. Like I didn't really think very hard about being good at trivia or being good at the strategy of the game. And I, I now I feel like I am a good Jeopardy player, even if I may never I may never go on again. But I I know. For Are you fact, allowed to go back on Jeopardy? Basically, no. Once once you appear as a contestant, um, that's that's your one shot. And I was able to turn my one shot into six appearances and a tournament. And I I can be satisfied with that. But there is some small chance that maybe for a future they do they do have these special tournaments where they invite back old past contestants. Okay, so your takeaway is that hey, I'm ta- I I have a talent for this. I have a knack for this at least. Yeah, you know? and I I feel good about that fact. I. Like, whatever happens in my life, I will always be a Jeopardy! champion and a Tournament of Champions finalist who came a hair's breadth away from winning the whole thing. And I, I can be satisfied with that. Has it changed your life at all? Is it, or, did, or is it you're not changed that much? Well, it, it did change my life socially because it gave me kind of an in. Um, it, it made me aware of this trivia community. Mm-hmm. And I start I. And you paid off your student loans, too. Yeah. And I started uh, going to the pub quiz, and I felt like I had an in. I didn't have to worry about what I was going to say. I just I knew I had credentials, so, so, so the, I could make myself a member of this community. So, in a, so Jeopardy kind of helped help you connect to these people. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like it kind of also gave you a confidence to connect to these people who are, you know, or know a lot of stuff too? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I it, it made me feel like I was qualified to talk to these uh-huh. people. And um yeah, when I I can definitely use all the help I can get. Do you feel like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know anything at all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like um, when you, the more you uncover, the more you realize there's so much more to uncover that yeah. it just they it opens up new holes in information. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've got a level of intelligence that produces a level of humility in myself, mm-hmm. and mm. yeah, that's that's. But, I, but also, just even from a logical standpoint, that the more the more information that you realize is out there, the more whole gaps in in information there is. As well, or that you start to yeah, notice you that become, as well. You become, become aware more of aware that. of the, what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that? Um, it's just a fact of life, I'd say. Um, I, I just, it's just something you kind of have to accept, or you can, you, you can accept it, but you can also kind of be emboldened by it. Say, I'm going to fill as much of these gaps as I possibly can, and I, I don't know that I'm, I'm on that really driving quest for knowledge but i i think i think i've got resolve to continue learning for the rest of my life well thank you very much for being on the show and um sharing your story with us thank you for having me it was i love talking about it i feel like an egotist but it i do love talking about about my jeopardy experience i like I enjoyed reading about it about other people's experiences when they were on and i enjoy sharing my own Thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Our guest has been Stefan Goodrow. Thank you to Donnie Devonian for being here. Our engineer is Aaron Bruntgart. If you like the program, you can go to iTunes and you can rate and review it. The program is also available on SoundCloud. Um, you can get notifications about the program on Facebook. Um, you can also visit allthingscomedy.com. My name is Brent Weinbach. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>